Okay, everybody, we're back. Welcome uh, back. I'm uh, Zach. <laughs> I'm Chris. And this is uh, another episode of Intername Here. Yeah. Um, where we tell stories. Yeah. To yep. f- to uh, find out <laughs> new things every week. Threw you off. <laughs> yeah. Find out new things every week. <laughs> yep, that happens. What do, what do we sometimes. even do around here? Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, I did have to leak to Zach today a little bit of what I'm going to talk about uh, just to make sure we weren't going to talk about the same thing. And we're not. Yeah, so still a surprise, kind of. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I know the general area where you're going to be. So, As an old friend of mine used to say, in the genital virginity. Yes. Anyway. Well, this is uh, episode 14 <clears throat> it is actually episode 14. Yep. Uh, Chris was pretty assured of himself last week, and he was very wrong. I was very wrong. But that's all right. That's hey, what we do here. That's what's fun about Anything us. that you hear on this, you might, if you're interested, check it out for yeah. yourself. So this is what should be the 13th episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- we'll just pretend like 13, yeah. it's like a hotel. The I was going to say, exist. Yep, we're gonna, it, there's going to be a whole conspiracy theory surrounding it. Hey, we'll take it. Put it on our Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Put us out there. If you know what, the, just put us up there. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> so this week has been an interesting week. It has. It's been a long week, actually. Yeah, I we feel had like the it's local been for graduation, which is always a shit show of yeah. people that don't know their way around town and thinking that the town should move for them, not the other way around. <laughs> it's definitely the way it feels. Graduation <clears throat> is one of those times that, I mean, even more than football games, it feels that way. Yeah. Yeah, because football games, mostly the people care about Virginia Tech, but with graduation, you get people that yeah. don't necessarily... The parents come and they bring, like, three other people with them, right. and they're not necessarily as yeah, interested in it. tourists more than they are. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. you survived, and we're back with another one yeah. for you guys. Um, Nothing against tourists for all you tourists out <clears> there. I'm sure we have a lot of tourists. In yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, tell us about your graduation week. Yeah. Or you know, lack of whatever. Yeah. Email us about graduation. How yeah. much you love it. Yeah. Uh, Intername here podcast at Gmail. Intername here on Facebook. Yep. And uh, Intername Here Podcast on Instagram. That one always trips me up the most. You can check out an occasional funny picture. You can check out my amazing computer artwork skills for some Crackers episodes, which is the extras on here. You do pretty good. I've done good. You've done real good. Um, Last week you had talked, maybe it was the week before, you talked about a meteorite that went down the main yeah, you got another meteorite story? Yeah, weirdly enough. Uh, it I says a too. likely meteorite crashes through a New Jersey home. Yeah, yeah, that's the same story I got there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, pretty crazy. Metallic rocks. It's like fell the size of, the of a potato. Was it? Yeah. Is yeah, that that's the picture of it? That's Yeah, that picture you see like, like it's like actually those, about the size of a potato. Looks like a Ocarina from Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it kinda does. It has like some finger holes and stuff in it. <laughs> right. It could yeah. Who, it could have been somebody in an airplane playing with something. Yeah, they say they at first they it. thought somebody had thrown something through the window, like a rock or something. And then, like, upon further <clears> investigation, <throat> they, sure enough, they had to call people out to make sure there wasn't radioactivity going on. And Yeah. Huh. Pretty crazy. But there was not. And they have a rock now that's about the size of a potato. It says it's uh, approximately four by six inches. Yeah. 
That's bigger than a. So it just went through a window. Or, oh, went through the roof, came through the, the ceiling, roof, and then yeah. impacted the hardwood floor before coming to a rest. No one was injured. Can you imagine sitting in your house? Oh my god, getting hit by, or just like sitting in there and like the other end of the living room, a <laughs> rock comes barreling through the roof of the house. Like, why would you ever think that somebody threw that? I mean, I guess you hear something all if, of a yeah, sudden. Maybe, maybe you know, some like, glass broke or something. Right. But. And you go up there and you find this thing. They said they found it in the corner of the room. It's like, what the hell is this? If we were sitting in this room right now, and the other side of the room, a hole opened up and something <laughs> pounded the ground. I think that we'd be like, something just came through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you, We need to get the hell out of it's here. surprising it doesn't happen more often. Or maybe it does and we just don't hear about it. Well, it's just that there's... It says in on October... Third, 2021, a softball-sized meteorite crashed through a house in British Columbia, Canada. Um, now, this it says it was la- landed in a bed inches away from a woman who was, and this is what it says in the article, wazing. What the hell is wazing? I think it's just something misspelled. What do you think's misspelled? Wazing. <laughs> I'm no, I'm no, so I'm no how's it doctor. supposed to be spelled? I, well, I, don't, I don't know. It's W A S I N G. I don't know what that means. Uh, and it, in 1992, a 26 pound space rock hit a car parked in the driveway in Peekskill, Peekskill New York. Peekskill. Uh, the vehicle became world famous and was on display in several museums, including France's National Museum of National Natural History. National Museum of National History. Yeah, and, and, and somehow they put it in a, a, a New York car in there. They were probably like, wow, look at the size of that car. They all drive like Mr. Bean cars over there. Yeah, 26-pounder hits your car. Right. That's the end of the car. 26-pounder. You imagine that, if, that's that's the end if you're sitting there. Now that, that's your day to go. Oh, yeah. You're just sitting in your driveway like getting warmed up going to work. And, Although I guess if you're going to go in a tragic kind of way that's pretty quick that's some uh right. some, what is that a uh, final destination type of <laughs> right some window drops yeah. 70 stories onto you or something speaking of looking at you final destination six there's an idea <laughs> <laughs> just like natural things <laughs> right. could be natural. yeah that's an idea actually so be careful out it. there you know <laughs> when you're when you're checking us out listen yeah. in your living room wear a helmet yeah. Get yourself a hard hat. Just wear it all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> was that? Oh, you said it's in New Jersey. That, uh, New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey. It wasn't yep. also in Maine. No, this was a separate one. But, you know, be careful yeah. out there. Uh, gosh, yeah. I don't have as many stories as I wanted to. I did hear, uh, that, um, part of the Appalachian Trail had to be closed due to, uh, like aggressive bears in the area. Awesome. Another bear story. Yeah, it was in North awesome. Carolina somewhere. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Good but I was like, ah, oh, that goes right along with our bear stories. I seem to see a bear story every week now that we talk about bears. Uh, but, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's partly because <clears throat> we're looking for it at this point, right. I think. But I did see one where, like, a bear rang some guy's doorbell. Like, was on a. <laughs> was it someone in a bear suit? <laughs> no, it was a bear. Let's see. Um, yeah, Very some, hair suit. I don't know where it was, suit. but it was like. A, Bear rings doorbell. Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville. Nope, that was last year. So this was the more recent one. Huh. 
Um, Crazy that that happens often. Eh, enough, they're though. not really like they're not walking up like Yogi Bear and hitting it. I think they're just like <laughs> bumping their nose. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's not even Yogi Bear. It's like a mix between Yogi and Fat Albert. <laughs> As Fat Yogi, <laughs> Fat Yogi, Fat Yogi, <laughs> Yogi Albert. Well, uh, thankfully, you know, I, I'm looking on Google right now, but Bear is when I type in Bear, Bear Grills is still in the top like five of things that come up. <laughs> like so we haven't gotten searches. into. I've gotten into too many bear hell holes yet. <laughs> bear hell holes. Bear holes? That sounds weird. Yeah, this though. was in West Virginia. Um it was a it was a ring it was a ring doorbell, I guess. Um West Virginia man's home security camera recorded the moment a bear wandered onto his porch at night and rang his doorbell. <laughs> uh just after eleven PM and uh you're sniffing around, and I guess it. Oh, like got up there and started pawing at the doorbell. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think it bumped it. It's sniffing its nose. Around oh, okay. Um, and it says the bear manages to ring the doorbell before running off into the distance. And this into the distance. The guy is the guy that of Fairmont, West Virginia. His name's Dustin Smith. If you're listening, shout out to you. Yeah, you but, go, Dustin. Smith wrote, last night we were a victim of the good old-fashioned ding-dong ditch, but this time it wasn't being performed by a teenager. <laughs> Very insightful. Did it leave a flaming bag of dew? No, no. That's not, isn't that what that is? Well, I guess you could just ring it and run, but I mean, what's the point? Yeah. We can't condone ding-dong ditching anybody. <laughs> if you just want to ring their doorbell, it's probably not a good idea these days because people are losing their minds. Right, so. yeah, yeah. You probably don't want to be pulling pranks like that. Yeah, and actually that kind of runs into people losing their mind. Uh, this guy, David Patrick Neal, and uh, he's facing some charges of aggravated burglary and assault. He's a <laughs> Nashville hotel manager. Uh, Did you see this guy? No, I didn't see this at all. All right, uh, <laughs> He's facing charges of aggravated burglary and assault after he allegedly entered a guest room early in the morning in order to suck on a man's toes. Huh. Um, Shocked to silence. He was arrested last Friday, I guess. Maybe it was yesterday. Uh, It was was May 8th is when this article is. Apparently unwelcome toe sucking. Well, he's uh, arrested in his house in Lebanon... And these uh, allegedly, this allegedly happened March 30th. At Where the Hilton, was this? Lebanon? The Hilton, uh, Hilton Hotel in downtown Nashville. Oh, Nashville. March 30th. Uh, the alleged victim, Pete Brennan of Texas, so um, get those cowboy toes in there, <laughs> right. uh, told the boot sweat. The local stations that he was staying at the hotel as on a sort of typical work trip. and Sort of typical work trip. <laughs> Things were normal until a man entered Brennan's hotel room around 5 a.m. I awoke to a gentleman who had snuck into my room somehow and was sexually assaulting me. It was actually the Hilton manager who was the attacker. What? It was That's almost crazy. like a dream, a sort of nightmare, he says. It was. It just didn't make sense. Why is this person touching me? And the <laughs> guy had used his key card to get in. There's like 10 locks on a hotel door. Use them all. Like, oh, yeah, for real. Because you can use the card and get in, but if you put that like crazy Ooh. lock on there, yeah. you're going to know if they're, they got to kick the door in. Right. Um, 
Brennan says that when he woke up and saw that his toes being sucked, he recognized the other person as the as Neil, who had come into his room the day before with another employee to an address to address an issue with the room's TV. So I guess then he spotted him out. He's like, I gotta suck them toes. I gotta have some of that. Some of them toes need to be in my mouth That's, right now. You know, I wonder. He he's gotten away with it before. Would oh, be my he's guess. definitely. Like, that's not. Yeah. You don't just go into that. Yeah, that's not the first time. He was like, sucking toes from willing participants for a long time, and then he <laughs> right. got into like he needed to go further with it. Right. That's he's done that. I wonder he, if he's gotten away with he's it. He's allegedly like, done this at least a hundred times. I would think. Where is that alleged? I'm saying. That. Oh, you're alleging. I'm it. saying alleged. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Investigators yeah. spoke with Neil, who admitted to entering Brennan's room, but said it was because he smelled smoke and wanted to check on the guest. And then fell down and... <laughs> Police n- noted that Neil never reported the smoke to sm- the smoke smell to security and that there were no other reports of smoke in the hotel. Uh, Investigators haven't found the room key that Neil used to enter Brennan's room. <clears throat> he told police that he threw it away. Um, the The... Victim has filed a lawsuit against the Nashville Hilton for hiring the guy. Michael Fisher, one of Brennan's lawyers, said Neil has a criminal history that should have shown up in a background check of prospective uh, okay. employees. Well. Okay. Well, okay. I didn't even get to this part of the story then. Okay. Multiple charges of forgery, drinking and driving, a manslaughter conviction as well, oh, which wow. he served prison time. When Hilton hired this person, they had to they had to have known. They had to they have to do a background check to know. And the fact that they would put somebody like that in a position where they have the ability to clone keys. For yeah. real. Um, Neil's currently in jail in lieu of $27,000 bail. Like, that seems like a bargain for bail. Yeah, I mean. He's huh. served time for manslaughter. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I maybe mean, they're not afraid he's going to run or something. I mean. Well, he can't, he can't get out yet. Right. Gotta, but, I mean, you got to post it. But. Uh, so, the Hilton... Nashville downtown representative said the safety and security of our guests and team members are highest priority. We are working closely with the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department, and as a part of company policy, we do not comment on ongoing investigations. This dude was sucking toes. I mean, I guess based on his record, he could have done worse. Right. But huh? That's uh, lock your lock your doors in your hotel room. People are crazy out there. Like, like, yeah, you add that to your rap sheet. He came in the day before because of the TV, and he saw it. He's like, i got to have them toes. And you know he did, too. He he's saw like, those Ooh. naked toes. Oh, man, look at that guy's toes. Uh, and it's a guy's toes. I mean, that's either way, it's messed up. But Yeah, <sighs> I mean, well, you're not a foot person. I know this about you. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I mean, I don't want to see ugly feet. Right. But I've never looked at one and be like, I need that. Yeah, I need in to suck mouth. on that. I need that in my life. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. I've never quite... Oh, it's definitely... Yeah, everybody's got right. a thing. Yeah, Good for yeah, you. Right. But make sure you do it with willing participants. Oh, man. It, well, Maybe it, the guy would have been like, hey, I'll do that. It's just mm-hmm. hard to fathom the... Uh, I mean, do you think you're going to get away with it? Do you think they want you to do this? I mean... <laughs> right. I hate to linger, but I just... I'm so blown away by the whole idea of it. <laughs> like, how do you... <laughs> I mean, yeah. how is this possible? I mean, are you expecting the person to sleep through it? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know you're going to get caught, right? I mean, I guess maybe you have an idea in your head that this person's going to be wake, all right. They're going to wake this. up and be like, oh, yeah. Right, like you fantasized about it so much bow, that bow, wow. yeah, now it's 
there's no way it can't happen until well it doesn't and there you are sucking oh on God. unwanted and of course he's got three names david patrick neal <laughs> right i mean they might find out a lot more about this guy yeah maybe he is a serial done. killer like the toe sucker that's what he does before. What they then they go back. They have to go back through all the like recent deaths that are you know suspicious and like right. maybe do a DNS DNA test on the on the toes. Yeah. Oh, we found his DNA where he'd been licking toes before he killed the victims. The Nashville toe sucker. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, wow. be careful out there. Yeah. Lock your lock your fucking doors. Your <laughs> lock hotel. your windows. Lock your doors. Hide your wives. <laughs> hide your toes. Right. Wear socks when you encounter people. Okay. Oh um, Lord. Speaking of crazy and evil, you hear about uh, you know, the whole Lori Vallow, the lady who killed her two children and her her new husband's wife and been going on for years now but oh. i guess she just got convicted and oh you know, put I don't know in if I know. yeah i can uh let me i don't even know if i know what you're talking up. about <clears throat> sorry thought i had it right there in front of me yeah Doomsday we uh, make sure to always i'm be never prepared. ready i mean we're I think, always prepared i think people who listen regularly probably know this about me Lori vallow yeah daybell yeah Idaho mother Lori Vallow Daybell was convicted Friday in the murders of her two youngest children and a romantic rival, a verdict that culminates a three-year investigation that included bizarre claims that her son and daughter were zombies and she was a goddess sent to usher in the biblical apocalypse. How have I not heard of this? Right? For the victim's family members, the verdict is only a temporary balm. Well, I'm not going to... trying to get to the part where they... they... They haven't sentenced her yet? She was just found guilty? Right, she's wow. just found guilty. I didn't know, but she killed her two children, her own children. Yeah, she killed her own children, and then killed uh, like somebody like, who and was, then the like, guy, his wife was cheating. Like the new guy she was married to, like or was going to be married to, killed his wife slash ex wife, and wow, yeah. And then they like moved this? to Hawaii for a while, or you know, I, oh, I don't know the story lady. well enough. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. And like the one that the was... kids were missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, yeah. good for her. Yeah, okay, yeah. she looks terrible. That's why I didn't know who that was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she definitely. She's I was been hard, that put away, wet. In prison. Yeah, dude. Yeah, she, she, like prison has not been kind to she's her. She's gonna be sucking toes yeah. for the rest of her life. But I guess if you watch, look at some of the pictures and some of the <clears throat> footage from her trial, like she definitely has zero emotion. Like and. Oh, I don't well, think she, it's like when the kids were missing. Right, she'd never even like. Okay, I do know who. Yeah, she's about. pretty like cold. Yeah, <laughs> cold she and could scary. Care less. I mean, good. Well, hopefully, yeah. she gets everything she deserves plus more. Right. I mean, that's in yeah. Idaho too. They don't. I think they don't f I, around. I think they might just tie you up in a tree out there. That might be the state where they just brought back the uh, firing squad. Might be one of them. I know that South Carolina. I think did. Was it South Carolina? Yeah. 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 Which. I don't know. Idaho's mm-hmm. filled with some crazy people. <laughs> I guess that doesn't Everywhere necessarily seem crazy cruel to me any more than any other way of putting someone to death. I think it's me, worse like, for the person that does it. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. I know that they make it to where it's like, you don't know, but, but still. you still got a one in five chance it was you. You still feel like you're the guilty one. That yeah. shit. So now you got five guilty yeah. people instead of one. I mean, somebody's got to flip the switch. I mean, yeah. I, uh, we don't agree with it. I don't think. I don't. I think it's stupid. Oh but, yeah, I think we both agree on that. Yeah, that note. yeah. But yeah. I mean, for for so if many they're reasons, they're going to do it. Every, somebody's always going to be affected by it, no matter right. what. Yeah. You know? Well, and then 
I somebody mean, has to give the lethal injection. We find somebody enough innocent people being sentenced to oh, death yeah. that it's yeah, like, there was a guy yeah, maybe in Texas, we should. I think Oklahoma last week, that he got a stay from the Supreme Court for his execution. It was right. his ninth time that he got a stay for his execution. And they finally like, you know what? <laughs> well, the, they, they found that the, um, like the evidence was withheld from the case and like there's proof that he didn't do it and stuff. And like, Oh, wow. They've, nine times they've almost executed him. Well, why just after the first time might be like, okay, maybe we should just, all right, we'll put right. you in prison. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Silly. I mean, but on happier note, uh, in, uh, let's see what it was in Adams County, Colorado on the interstate 76 near highway 224. Ooh, getting specific. Um, this guy, Nico Blankenship, was behind a, tr- a sewer truck when some kind of dung started to spray from the top of the trailer. It's <laughs> much happier. <laughs> Blankenship still, still said his said that his car... <laughs> got me. Blankenship uh, said his car still smells of waste after several cleanings. Of waste. It smells uh, of shit, my friend. Yeah. That's doo-doo, son. Uh, he says, not really sure what to do next. Hope it goes away. Just thankful my windows and sunroof were closed. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Nico. <laughs> we all are. Oh. Um, another dashboard, another driver's dashboard cam shows both lanes of the highway covered in a sludgy brown mess. Oh, it's almost so it's, like Biff and Back to the Future. Yeah, but it was the highway for like a long, and like as people driving through it, it just gets spread farther and farther. You know, oh, like right. Um, the, the state police said the spill was not considered a hazmat situation, and a trucking contract company would be handling the cleanup. The uh, stretch of highway was closed for a day or two until they removed the uh, mess. So it was a, a lot. Yeah. Uh, the same highway was temporarily closed near the same area in May 2022 when multi-vehicle crash caused a load of manure to be so <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's the shit stretch. On like. a dark, <laughs> shitty highway <laughs> in Adams oh, County. Lord, yeah. that's great. Be careful out there. Yeah. Make sure you got windshield wiper it's, fluid topped off. You know. Man. But there's video of people driving. They're like, la, la, la. And there's just like brown road with like ruts through the turds. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, and there's got to be a smell at a certain point, too. Oh, it gets up there. in the yeah. wheel wells and yeah. stuff. I mean, mm. that guy said he washed the car a couple of times and it still smelled. Yeah. I mean, it, it might have been something used for farming or, you know, just removing manure or something. I don't know if it, it doesn't really say if it's a. If it's a like you know somebody's septic system company or something, it doesn't oh really, yeah, oh, as oh, opposed I, to like I, somehow I was imagining like manure being like yeah know, cow manure. But, but I mean, you mean how they write all these articles? Like this one surprisingly didn't have any puns or anything in it, which was really weird. Yeah, it needs puns if you're going to be talking more, about needs that. Needs more punny, especially if it's been double dipped and shit <laughs> on the same highway there, the like, same stretch of highway. Yeah, like, gross. come on. The Brown Highway. There's more to that story. The Brown Highway. Well, it, it's probably just a really... It, it seemed like... The video I saw, Like it seemed like it wasn't like... The area wasn't through a city or anything. Right. So, I mean, it could just be a lot of well, I mean, trucks in like that area. Well, I mean, like a poop plant nearby or something? Well, maybe. They're growing or, poop. Or maybe they just... Shit, uh, don't grow it could be trees. a bunch of farms around there or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the geography of Colorado. If you know where Adams County is, let us know. Yeah. Send us an email. If you're from there, <laughs> definitely let us know. Yeah. Yeah, we might even want to interview you. That'd be a good interview. Yeah. Tell us about the 
Well, this happens every six months. There's a turd accident yeah. on the. <laughs> we only charge $50 per interview. You pay us, we interview. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's a good deal. We'll take uh, a picture with you and everything. Right? Yeah, you get to be on the show. We'll autograph your chest. <laughs> Chris will suck your toes. You yeah, know. I'll suck your toes secretly yeah. at night. Right. We won't tell you when. We'll be there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Can you imagine waking up with somebody at your toes? Ugh. <laughs> no. Because waking up in a hotel room is already weird. <laughs> Can yeah, you just like, like some guy like peeking over the edge? Ugh. Just like this. <laughs> like he's got his, t- you got, oh, got his toe, got your toe in his mouth. Yeah, no thank but you. Get, big googly eyes. Yeah, and you're peeing yourself because your toe is in his warm mouth. <laughs> Just like, shit yeah. yourself. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that, like having that happen with somebody that I knew. And I no, knew it was coming. No, right, not yeah. <clears throat> yeah, in the dark, even though you know it's coming. Oh, in a hotel room. Ugh. Gross. No, it's so weird. I, I came back to it only because it's like, wow, that one made an impression. Well, it's. <laughs> I think we should move on. Might as well be your name for the night. What was that guy's name again? <laughs> oh, what was it? It was three names: David, yeah. Patrick, Neil. Oh, right. Yeah, we devoted enough time to him to, yeah, <laughs> toe suckers and turd truckers yeah it's tonight's That's episode it. title it might be a good yeah. one you never know Whew, my face hurts from smiling we, we about can remember it remember that oh. that's the problem we don't remember anything <laughs> well i'll get going on my name yeah, for the day yeah, i guess there we go. um mm. you've been talking about mm-hmm. all this like paranormal paranormal and all this weird stuff so i decided i'd don't accuse me go down there a little bit i think but basically what we're going to try to do is create our own History Channel show, history uh, like ancient aliens, but this is going to be just our version of it, whatever. Yeah, us arguing about <laughs> stuff. Hey, that's fun. Yeah. If that uh, guy, uh, what is it, Giorgio? It's not the crazy hair. Giorgio the... Armani, but Giorgio something. Oh, his last yeah. name's, I think he's Greek, and that last name's... I mean, he is very entertaining, though. I'll give him that. He's out they, of his batshit I mean, yeah. Like, he's good at what he does. Um, well, they could, they could talk yeah. about this if it was, you know, a little bit sooner but i think this okay. is um this is called the bridgewater triangle oh i've heard of this but i don't know what it is okay well that's good because yeah. i didn't either and i now All i right. think yeah yeah um this triangle you know obviously is not a real triangle but it's an area um oh, like the bermuda yeah it's southwest Massachusetts, uh, about 200 square miles, and they call it a paranormal vo- paranormal vortex. Sorry, oh. um, the area is about the size of Columbus, Ohio. So, oh wow, all right, okay. So in Southwest Massachusetts, uh, the name Bridge. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what the uh, Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, sorry. I blanked out there. Uh, the name was coined by cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman in the 1970s. Uh, later, the, they used the term in the book Mysterious America, the ultimate guide to the nation's weirdest wonders, strangest spots, and creepiest creatures, which was released in 1983. Oh, that'd be a fun one to have and flip through. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, something from... Back in the old days. Back in the old days, in the <laughs> 80s, before Back to the Future. Um, but only just before. The three points of the triangle are Abing- Abington, 
Rehoboth, and Freetown. Okay, okay, so the communities are inside of there are Taunton, Raynham, Berkeley, Dighton, Brockton, Easton, and Bridgewater. Okay, so okay. Um, in this area is a place called the Hockamock Swamp. Oh, wow. Uh, a lot of Native American names, and this is this means the place where spirits dwell. Huh. No shit. Um, Hockamock was a battlefield from 1675 to 1676 during King Philip's War. Um, and actually, King Philip's War, this battle of Hockamock was the bloodiest battle in U.S. or British history per capita. Really? Yeah. Um, 25% of the colonists involved in the battle were killed, and 75 to 80% of the natives were killed. Wow. Uh, just during that one battle. Um, and now it's called, they call it the Devil's Swamp. Man. And this, right. they think that this might be part of the reason that there's so much paranormal activity in the area. Because of all the like bad vibes, essentially. Yeah. Um, they do say that about weird paranormal places. Yeah, I mean, like places like Gettysburg and there, stuff yeah. like that will happen. I think it could even happen with like good things, too. But, they... but it always happens. Nobody from like 1996 is ever haunting anybody. It's always somebody dressed like ancient, isn't it? right? At, at least back in the nobody's 20s. wearing no no ghosts are wearing jinkos and like you know Larry Bird jerseys and those shirts. You know, <laughs> oh that I'm, I'm sure there's some stories out there. Now that you're saying it, it's like I might have to find one, but but it's mostly like you know a little girl wearing a white dress and right. you know little from boy 1863. Yeah, he's, he's rolling the wheel or rolling the wheel with the stick. Right. You know, had suspenders. Okay. It's so true. <laughs> Paranormal activities in this triangle have been reported all the way back to May 10th, 1760. Oh, wow. Uh, when witnesses saw what they described as an unexplained sphere of fire that was, quote, brighter than the sun. Hmm. And they saw that in the Bridgewater and Roxbury areas. Yes, the Roxbury, like the movie, Night of the Roxbury. <laughs> Probably not that. The exactly. Ring of Fire. Like a UFO? Sphere of fire. A sphere of fire. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the first documented UFO report in the entire oh, world. Well, there you go. Now, this is different because of unidentified flying objects aren't the same Could as be, like, like a, right. a spaceship. Right? Yeah, yeah. Swamp um, gas. Right. It's always swamp gas. Yep. Swamp this gas is, and weather balloons. Well, this is the Hockamock Swamp. So. Right. Yeah. Um, some of the sites in this area... Where thing, things seem to happen the most often, I'm going to give you a few places that happen that they've seen things, and you know people feel are more haunted than other places type of right. stuff. Okay, um, one of them is called the Hornbine School. Uh, it's a one-room schoolhouse that was built in the 1840s and remained in use until 1937. And this is in Rehoboth. Um, it's claimed that it is haunted by former inhabitants. Of course, because it's like 1937 <laughs> and before. 1870s school child. Like, I mean, how many? Okay. Everything you know, was scarier off, back then. But we're going to get off the subject for just a second. Okay, if I if I become a ghost, unless I'm, you know, something happened at the school, <clears throat> why would I go to the school to haunt it? Right. Like, oh, I taught there for 20 years, so I get to be the ghost there? I mean, Although, I guess, you know, you don't know the nature of 
haunting. If you are the being haunting, then you don't maybe know why you are there, or you know that that could be yeah somehow. Well, as George Carlin there. said, can I just sit on a fucking cloud, take a harp lesson? <laughs> right. Yeah. My guess is you probably don't completely get to choose that if that's uh if it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So that's that's one place. The Hornbine School. Huh. Uh, another place is the Taunton State Hospital. Is it Taunton or Tanton? Taunton. I, 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 because it's Massachusetts, I went probably Taunton. <laughs> I went and listened to pronunciations of some of these towns. Oh, did you? Okay. I was like, how do you say yeah. Rehoboth? Rehoboth is R E H O B O T H. It's it's not Rehoboth. Whatever. Oh, it, it is. Okay. I think it's Rehoboth. Rehoboth I've always heard Rehoboth. The, okay, like well then Rehoboth I was saying Beach, it wrong. Delaware, even then, after but, I'm telling you yeah. what I did, I apparently didn't listen. Well, that's because Rehoboth. you're telling me about it anyway. Okay. I might have said it it's wrong. It's like trying to type when somebody's watching. Taunton is actually right. Uh, it's a psychiatric hospital built in 1854, of course. Yeah, back, back originally, in the scary days. Originally, even more scary, they used to call it the State Lunatic Hospital at Taunton. <laughs> it's weird you say that. Yeah, lunatic. They actually used to call these places lunatic yeah. hospitals. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, some visitors to the hospital, I guess they probably do a lot of tours and stuff. <laughs> Um, claim to have, it actually the hospital was built like this really there's a really cool picture of it it's a really rare type of architecture that mixed like two or three different like classical styles and makes this really cool building so i mean it's hmm. yeah as far as i know it's still standing okay okay um pe- people in the, the visitors to the hospital have claimed to have had experiences that included being touched and pulled in certain areas of the building having your toes set <laughs> yeah it wasn't a hotel so <laughs> it was it was done as for science <laughs> um they did that and then they just jammed like a needle up into your brain <laughs> right. you know um, tickle your innards in the 60s and 70s it was claimed that the hospital was used by satanic cults yeah well okay so Anytime a building's yeah. unused or creepy looking, it's always satanic cults, you know? Right, so, you yeah. Know. It was a little early for satanic It's never like panic, a bunch of but... bronies in there having meetings. And stuff. <laughs> it's always satanic. They were old white guys. The satanics. Yeah, they... <laughs> the satanics. Okay, so another place there is called Solitude Stone. Oh. And this was a stone that was found in West Bridgewater near the body of a missing person, and it was inscribed. Oh. Um, called it's also known as suicide stone uh the inscription read this is going to be really hard because <clears throat> that's what it read no uh, this i put this in there this will be a mess for me trying to read this all right because okay. it's terribly written okay uh, all right all right okay so it says quote all ye who in future days walk by nuncatesset stream Love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed. Oh. I actually read it right, but it just yeah. writing it out was like there's capitals, like, there's all sorts of weird capitals and weird places. Like, yeah, that's why I link to articles and just read someone else's work. Yeah, well, I, I just I just copied and pasted this exact oh, okay. the exact quote that it was carved into it. I don't know exactly what that means, but yeah. Yeah, me it's either. just another thing that's in this area that you know it's people, strange yeah they don't know how it got there they don't know did it know. seem like freshly carved did it say it didn't really say or etched but or engraved it seemed or like it probably was kind of old okay yeah, it I sounds mean, all like it ye, would be old yeah it, it didn't really see much when they found this stone either you know if yeah. they found it in the 1900s or if they found it back in the 1800s or you know 
10 years ago, whatever. Regardless, back in the scary days. Yeah. Um, another place there is called Profile Rock. Now, this was a really cool-looking rock. It's like part of Fraggle Rock? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the supposed site where Anawan, who is a uh, Wampanoag historical figure, received a lost wampum belt from Metacomet, which is the name for King Philip from King Philip's War. Oh, okay. Okay, right. so... Anawan received this belt from King Philip. And then this was like pre all these battles, right? So then the somewhere between the beginning of all these different battles, somewhere somewhere in one of these battles, they lost the belt. Oh. Um, and that supposedly has caused a paranormal unrest that haunt this area. They've never been able to find it. The lost belt caused it. It was a it was a a totem that the Native oh, Americans would you. give. It was a very special. Anawan was a, I guess a god okay. that was giving or like the leader before that was giving this belt as like you know this was given to us by the spirits or right, whatever. Right. Um, this rock called Profile Rock looks like a face in profile, so that's how they got the name. Um, Creative. The name, the Wampanoag believe it's the image of Chief Massasoit, who was Philip's father. Um, there's been different stuff that happened on that in and around that rock, but recently, 2019, June 19th, local authorities responded to Profile Rock for reports of recent damage, and apparently, this place was people were always graffitiing it, and like mm-hmm. you know, it was bad. Uh, and when they reported, when they checked on the Profile Rock 2019, they found that a large portion of the rock had been broken off. Hmm. And I don't know if it's because of people doing that or what. But Right. Um, legend had it about that rock that a man would be sitting on the rock with his legs crossed or with outstretched arms. Um, huh. And then sometimes ghost dancers have also been seen on the rock. So. I think somebody's trying to take party. a look at that rock for themselves. Hey, party. It's <laughs> a different yeah. kind of rock that you got to be doing to see those ghost dancers. Well, uh, you know, I mean, I bet people probably go to visit these supernatural landmarks. Oh, yeah, stuff, they want to have, know. like, a piece of it for yeah, themselves. So, and after a bunch yeah. of people do it, then the thing falls apart. Right. There was that one rock that was sitting up on, like, a little... One of those rocks out in the Midwest. It's like a or the yeah, I know Southwest. What you're about. Yeah. It's a rock that's sitting on smaller piece that's eroded away. Yeah, and somebody pushed one of those over a couple of years ago. <laughs> Just go in and admire it and leave shit alone. Right? Yeah, yeah. Why do you gotta mess with it? Um, in Freetown, another area is the Fall River State Forest. Allegations of various cults using the area for sacrifices and ritualistic murders by Satanists. Hmm. Um. Unusual number of suicides and gangland murders. I think it's more of like a dumping ground for... Oh, right. Because I don't know how far out of the cities in that area, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of rural area. Uh, The Hockamock Swamp is... They've also, like... There's all sorts of stuff that's gone on there. Uh, Mysterious 8,000-year-old burial ground was found there. Um, And when archaeologists... Cemetery. Yeah, well, they were people... Yeah, but oh, so well, it was a like an Indian burial ground oh. before it was the the pet cemetery. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, when archaeologists have dug up bodies in this burial ground, the bodies have disappeared. Huh. There's been sightings of ghosts, 
large half man, half ape, hairy creature, oh. Bigfoots, and oh, big feet. various cr- flying creatures have also been found. Oh, in, like Mothman? In the, ha- in the Hawkamock Swamp, maybe. Yeah. Huh. Um, the Dighton Rock State Park, uh, across from the Hawkamock Swamp's burial ground, it's another rock that has etchings on it. And some believe the inscriptions are from Vikings, Native Americans, and even maybe the Phoenicians. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, some of those... Cuneiform, isn't that the Phoenicians? Oh, it might be, yeah. Uh, Check out the big brain on... Going all the way back to like 6th or 7th grade there. Wow. Past your SOL. (laughs) No child Uh, left behind, Chris. The good old days. Yeah. Uh, some of the other claims that have happened include many different phenomena in this whole area, the Bridgewater Triangle, right? Okay. Unidentified flying objects often seen as bright balls of light and unusual spacecraft. Okay, so yeah. unnatural. Naturally. An- yeah. Unnatural <laughs> animal sightings. Uh, varying reports about seeing animals not found in the area, such as panthers and bears. Uh, oh, my. Enormous, vicious dogs and giant snakes have been seen in the area. This is curious. It's got like a, uh, and I don't know much about this either, but a, like a Skinwalker Ranch feel to it. Yeah. Well, it's similar, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get to that. All right. Paranormal humanoids have also been seen. Uh, sightings of poltergeists, shadow people, ghosts, Bigfoot, ghost dancers. Uh, there's even been a... A ghostly truck driver seen on Copy Cut Road in Freetown and a bearded hitchhiker with red hair. And these are both seen on that Copy Cut Road. I don't know if there was an accident or something, maybe. Right. Yeah, I'm laughing um, about it. Cackle, cackle. I, yeah. A ghost truck driver. Like, you you get to be a ghost, but you still have to work every day? Like, it's, how shitty is that? Yeah, something as mundane as a truck driver. You know, right. right. Not, not, not that they're not, you know. I mean, they're people, too. Yes. Huh? That's not what I'm saying. Right. It's, but. It's just you don't hear about, like you were saying, it's always like some little girl or some Victorian woman. Yeah. It's or, like a or, truck this, driver. or this poor guy that yeah. still has to make ends meet, even after <laughs> right. being a ghost. Like, he's still just a truck driver. So there's one. He's not in Jenko jeans, but. Right. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say what year the truck's from either. True. Anyway. Um, another thing that's been seen in the area is a Thunderbird. Like the car? Yeah. That's all. There's just a guy with a junkyard. They, they, actually, an episode of Hoarders was out there. Um, yeah, does the Thunderbird actually exist for me to even ask that question? Well, it's about. a pterodactyl type bird with a wingspan between 8 and 12 feet. Oh, look it's at been, you. It's been seen in the swamp. Huh. It's been also seen in Easton and Taunton. So it is an actual bird. Well, in I mean, theory. Right. Uh, there's even a reported sighting by a Norton police sergeant named Thomas Downey. Huh. Now, they, I didn't really find out much about him, but... I mean, you know, like, witness accounts are Well, it's always flimsy. true. It's true if it's a cop, right? <laughs> well, that's the way it's supposed to feel. Anyway, right. Yeah. You've got to believe him. I mean, I want to believe. They can't Trust lie me. to you, like, Chris. I will believe. They just... can't lie to you. <laughs> I'll believe because I want to. Yeah, Chris also believes in life after love. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, share. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do the tongue. You can't see the tongue. I'm doing it. That's what that guy was doing to that guy's toes. Anyways, oh. <laughs> waking up to that. Oh, oh the best part yeah, of waking have... up is <laughs> yeah. is your toe in my mouth. 
<laughs> okay. Cult activity. You're too in my suck. There we go. Mm. I just had to. We're, we're yeah. creating an album. Would right you? <laughs> Would you suck there my you toe? Go. Would you? Uh, cult activity has also been <laughs> found in the area. Many reports of cult activity and satanic rituals. Uh, yeah, why do cults always get lumped in with like the paranormal and scary. UFOs and stuff? Yeah, because they worship the devil. Yeah, I mean they are scary. Normally they're Christian cults. Well, not normally, I shouldn't say, but there's you know, those are the scary ones, right? Yeah, those seem to be the ones you hear about the most, and that cause the most like happening. <laughs> the satanic craziness. cults are like, hey, let's listen to some music, right. and then like you know. Put up a statue to prove a point. Yeah, we yeah. got too busy getting high and yeah. forgot to be satanic. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> right. Um, some of the stuff that's been seen, reported in the area, uh, lots of animal animal mutilations, especially in Freetown and Fall River. It might be Freeton, but Freetown. Yeah. Freetown um, to us fall, Southerners. Fall River. It might be Fall River. Fall, I've, heard, I've heard some of those places. That, <laughs> True, right? Like, there's a place that's Quincy to us, but it's Quincy up there. Sure. Okay, mm. whatever. Quincy. Um, in 1988, a cow, a cow was found butchered in the woods, and mm. later that year, a group of calves were found in a clearing mutilated as if part of a sacrifice. Um, a lot of suicides happened in the area as well as murders, okay? Like, I guess, high for the surrounding area. The, yeah. Yeah. You know. I think it's probably rural, and I mean, Sounds Japan like has it. this forest that people go and have a high number of suicides. Yeah, like I think suicide people go somewhere forest, to be alone yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, if this place has like sort of a mystical feel to yeah. it, perhaps some people like that, right? And, you know, or right you know, feel like that's a good place to do it. Um, curses yeah. happen here. Uh, one story is that natives had cursed the swamp because of all the conflicts they had with colonists. Um, another, uh-huh. like I said before about the belt, it was lost. I believe that that's responsible for a lot of right. the paranormal ac- activities. And then, uh, another thing that's been seen here is called a puck wudgie. I've heard of a puck wudgie. Puck wudgie, yeah. Uh, which it translates from Wampanoag folklore, translates to little wild man of the woods that vanishes. Oh, is that like a, uh, Wendigo? Oh, and maybe. Kind of like a, a, a Wendigo-like creature. Well, maybe. maybe. I think of it, you've seen the movie Willow. You know, those little oh, brownies. Those time, little teeny yeah, brownies. Yeah, 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 what That's about. what they remind me of, even though these <laughs> puckwudgies are thought to be about two to three feet tall. So they're much bigger than the brownies, but they're right. pesky, right? Um, they would use, they say they can appear and disappear at will. They use magic, launch poison arrows, create fire, lure what? people to their deaths, and shapeshift. They sound like fuzzy fairies to me. Well, when they shapeshift, that's most often seen as a creature that looks like a porcupine from the back and half troll, half human from the front and walks on two legs. No, thank you. I think I've seen pictures of it. Like, huh. you know, it's kind of like that hunched over with, like looks spiky. like the tur- turtle shell and like a <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Right, yeah. Um, Native Americans believed that puckwudgies were once friendly to humans, but at some point turned against them, and they're best left to be best to left. There you go. Best to be left alone. Sorry. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, uh, anything with spikes on its back, it's like okay, well, that's a. Well, that's sign. just one of their forms. They can take whatever form. Oh, true. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyone who annoyed a puckwudgie would be subject to tricks or being followed. And the huh. puck wedgie would cause trouble. Well, see, that's for them. scary. The being followed thing. Yeah, they, they're known to kidnap people, push them off of cliffs, attack huh. them with spears and knives. Oh, a little troublemaker. And even throw sand in people's eyes to blind them. Uh, 
You ever uh, seen uh, Cat's Eye, Stephen King movie? Oh, no. The last story, and it has Drew Barrymore in it, but there's like a little troll-like creature that is very mischievous. Just like this, Yeah, like this puck wedgie. Well, it's definitely it. shown up in some... It's funny you say that, because it's definitely shown up in some uh, pop culture, because oh. it's in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, maybe uh, that's why I've J.K. Rowling describes it as, quote, The puck wedgie is also native to America, a short, gray-faced, large-eared creature distantly re- related to the European goblin. Fiercely independent, tricky, and not overfond of humankind, whether magical or mundane, it possesses its own powerful magic. Puckwudgies hunt with deadly poison arrows and enjoy playing tricks on humans. End quote. Yeah, man, I kind of like this puckwudgie creature. Yeah, so I mean, a- that's just some of the stuff that they found in the Bridgewater uh, Triangle and some of the <laughs> places from the Bridgewater Triangle. I watched the documentary. It's called the Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> 2013 uh if you've got amazon prime it's on there i think maybe that's why i've heard of the bridgewater triangle because i've seen it like it's kind of interesting yeah yeah there's people go into they have some people that claim to have seen some of the stuff i'm probably gonna watch it yeah Yeah. so there you go that's the bridgewater triangle huh i like it yeah you said you were gonna get back to the skinwalker ranch thing well i was just that that the skinwalkers are shapeshifters. oh right 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 i'm sorry yeah you did say that yeah yeah so and puck wedgies are known to be shapeshifters. Makes it even more creepy. It really does make me think of that creature in Cat's Eye. Not that it shapeshifts, but it opens up a little portal in the wall. Where if, it shapesh- comes from if shapeshifters and- were real or are real, that is like I mean I've heard about them like running next to cars. Yeah, as like some sort of creature that's like keeping up with a car on the highway creepy, creepy. and like. Have you seen uh, probably not the show on HBO Max uh, called The Outsider. It's also a Stephen King story, oddly enough. It's a, it's about some shapeshifter creature kind of thing they call The Outsider. Well, you imply, it implies that it's called The Outsider, but yeah. Huh. Pretty, no. uh, it's a really good show, actually, on HBO. It's just like one season so far, like 10 episodes, but check it out out there. HBO? Mm-hmm. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. Yet. No, no. Yeah, unless you want to be. Yeah. Hit us up. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, I'm uh, moving on to... Well, you're supposed to be keeping a little bit more time yeah. sensitive. Yeah, yeah, that's why I brought it up to you earlier. I was like, are you uh, doing a Mother's Day story? And uh, and you weren't. So I was like, good, this is the one time I've actually been concerned that uh, we might end up oh, yeah, trying blame to do it on the me. same thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is the one time that Chris cared more. And it happens to be about women and mothers. <laughs> That's not what I was saying. That's at what all. you imply. That is it's not right. at all. If you not want to suck all. Chris's toes, email us. Not at <laughs> all. Well, I saw. I don't even know what I was looking at, but um, <clears throat> something about oh, where did Mother's Day come from? And I'm like, huh. Never even really thought about where the heck Mother's Day came from. I assumed it was probably a Hallmark thing. <laughs> you know, oh like, yeah, like some sort of creative right, event. Yeah. But in fact, it is a. Uh, it's not that at all. Um, so my name is Anne Marie Reeves, uh, who I guess often is known by Anne Marie Reeves Jarvis because she married uh, a man named Granville Jarvis, and that's where the Jarvis came from. Granville. Granville was huh. his first name. Yeah, Crazy. Granville Jarvis. Not a very common yeah. name. Yeah, met him in uh, West Virginia, but she was from Culpeper, Virginia. So oh. you know, not super far away. Born in 1832. Um, 
And this is getting to where Mother's Day comes from, by the way. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I but, figured yeah. that you would. <clears throat> right. But um, as a child, she moved to West Virginia because her dad was a minister, so very religious family. Um, he got a job near Taylor County, West Virginia, which I'd never actually heard of, so I'm not exactly sure where in West Virginia this is. Um, but um, she lives there in West Virginia until she uh, marries Granville Jarvis in 1850. So when she is, what, 18 years old. Um, in, like middle age back then. Right. But in over this little factoid blew me away. There's not a whole lot of factoids to my story. I mean, all right. it's just I thought it was interesting where Mother's Day came from. Um, but over 17 years, what I was reading says she gave birth to between 11 and 14 children, only four of them surviving to adulthood. The rest of them were dying from uh, measles, typhoid fever, diphtheria, all uh, like what said uh, what the article said were common Appalachian epidemics of that time. Right. So, well, they didn't have Google to, <laughs> right? You know, get their own information. Yeah, to find out that it's all actually just cancer and you're going to die. <laughs> well, yeah. no, but it was just you know it's a government plot to. Oh right. Yeah. You know, off people. Yeah, and I mean, well, and she went on to uh, become like a big. Uh, sponsor of like public health she's a big public oh. health figure so historically she's a big public health figure she uh, began these things called mother's day work clubs and i forgot to put what year that was but somewhere in the 1850s i believe is when it was but uh these mother's day work clubs were to promote health and sanitation but once the civil war started the idea morphed into a concept of fostering a sense of community between the mothers on each side of the civil war <clears throat> excuse me the civil war me left my mouse sitting all the way over there. I use hyperlinks in my notes. I'm cool. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> of course, Show now off. my my internet's slowing yeah, down. So we'll go. talk about something else. Anne Marie Jarvis. Here we go. So <clears throat> Jarvis was a. This is from uh, Wikipedia, which I don't normally read from, but in this case, there weren't a whole lot of articles. Oddly enough. <laughs> like, well, you'd think this would yeah. be the time of year that they'd come out. Right, right. Um, and we'll get to that part of the story. Really, it's not a part of it. But we'll get there. Jarvis was a dynamic woman who saw needs in her community and found ways to meet them. In 1858, while pregnant with her sixth child, Jarvis began Mother's Day work clubs in the towns of Grafton, Pruntytown, Philippi, Fetterman, and Webster, all in West Virginia, to improve health and sanitary conditions. She and other area women joined a growing public health movement in the United States. Jarvis's clubs sought to provide assistance and education to families in order to reduce disease and infant mortality. These clubs raised money to buy medicine and to hire women to work in families where the mother suffered from tuberculosis or other health problems. They developed programs to inspect milk long before there were state requirements. Club members visited households to educate mothers and their families about improving sanitation and overall health. The clubs benefited from the advice of Jarvis's brother, James Reeves, a physician who was known for his work in the typhoid fever epidemics in northwestern Virginia. So, did a lot of good for public health. Okay. Um, once it probably was definitely needed in West Virginia. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Still is. Yeah, still is. Still is. Um, but once the Civil War started, I mean, they still did these things, but it kind of shifted to taking care of soldiers from both sides, uh, both, you know, the, the Union and the Confederate soldiers. Uh, so that was the idea was to – there was kind of an anti-war movement, so to speak, in, in the public right. health sense. It was like, you know, we're not taking care of just one side. We're, 
whoever comes to us will take care of them, even though it was technically illegal, <laughs> I think, in the area they were doing it in. Like, you're not allowed to take care of the enemy soldiers. But Well, most of the people that right. were involved with law enforcement and stuff were probably busy fighting a war. Right, exactly. So, didn't, like, you know, so exactly. Didn't have exactly. a lot of time to go pick up criminal ladies that were you right. know, helping guys with both their legs that just got sawed off. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Yeah, taking care of communities. Here's a shot of whiskey. Here's a stick. Here's the saw. (laughs) Here it goes. Here's the saw. (laughs) (laughs) But she uh, would end up working with a Julia Ward Howe in 1872 in attempting to have a Mother's Day recognized nationally. This was to be a day of peace and reflection similar to the events staged as part of the Mother's Day work clubs during the Civil War. Julia Ward Howe though this isn't about her, is kind of an interesting person in and of herself. Uh, she was an American author and poet. She uh, born the same year as um, Anne-Marie Jarvis, but uh, I'm sorry, born the same year, so they're the same age. Not that that matters, but <clears throat> she was an American author and poet known for writing the Battle Hymn of the Republic and the original 1870 pacifist Mother's Day Proclamation. She was also an advocate for abolitionism and a social activist, particularly for women's suffrage. Um, apparently, when um, time came for uh, African Americans to get the vote or women to get the vote, like African American men to get the vote or women to get the vote, she felt like it would be more important for African American men to have the vote over women. I did not ever really find a reason why she believed that, but it was noted in her Wikipedia page. Well, and it's just the men versus women thing. Right. That mindset, I would think. I mean, I don't know her her uh, religion, but I right. assume religious beliefs would have something to do with, you know. She was a Calvinist Episcopalian. Oh, well then, yeah. I yeah. don't think that there's a lot of, like, women do what they're supposed to do. and Right, yeah. Voting in one of them. Yeah. It's holding power and things like that. But she wrote, I was going to read some of the Mother's Day proclamation, not all of it, because it's surprisingly, has little to do with Mother's Day as we know it today, though. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I thought I had it highlighted there. Well, proclaim here. Let's see. Arise, all women who... This is just part of it. I've, you know, skipped over a bunch of it. This is right in the middle. Arise, all women who have hearts, whether your baptism be that of water or of tears, say firmly we will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. Our husbands shall not come to us reeking with carnage for caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. We women of one country will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs from the bosom of the devastated earth a voice goes up with our own it says disarm disarm the sword of murder is not the balance of justice blood does not wipe out dishonor nor violence vindicate possession as men have often forsaken the plow and the anvil at the summons of war let women now leave all that may be left of home for a great and earnest day of counsel Hmm. Um, yeah like uh Kind of an anti-war pledge. Yeah, she was a pacifist, man. Yeah, yeah, like a serious pacifist. Wow. Uh, yeah, which you know I'd never known this about <laughs> Mother's Day before. Yeah, so back then not. they were fighting to have a national Mother's Day as sort of a day of peace to recognize to that recognize were, the mothers that had right. lost their exactly. children in war. Yeah, essentially that's uh yeah what it became. Like it started with the Mother's Day work clubs, but um right. this um how. 
lady, she, interestingly enough, and this is a side note, she wrote a book called The Hermaphrodite. Um, It's an incomplete novel by Julia Ward Howe about an intersex individual raised as a male in the United States in the first half of the 19th century, who in adulthood lives sometimes as a female and sometimes as a male. Its date of composition is uncertain, but estimated to be between 1846 and 1847. The term hermaphrodite was used until the mid-20th century to identify someone having reproductive organs normally associated with both male and female sexes, in case you didn't know. So yeah, interesting, way back when, 1846. Well, I thought that that only started happening like three years ago. I knew you'd say that. That's uh, (laughs) That's (laughs) amazing. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this often. You mean that... That actually has existed throughout all of human history. Indeed, huh? Or at Amazing. least back until eighteen through eighteen forty six. But you know, people like Potato Green couldn't, right. couldn't have any office. It's so definitely they could a say new thing. Couldn't scream about it. Definitely a new thing because of all these weird library books that we have. <laughs> it's always the books. right. How dare you? <clears throat> all of this is getting to the fact that um, Anne Marie Reeves Jarvis' daughter, Anne Jarvis, in uh, nineteen oh eight got um mother's day like kind of she started picking up this sort of torch for making mother's day a national holiday and she did get the uh u.s to adopt it as a national holiday i believe it was in 1908 for some reason i failed to put any of that in my notes (laughs) go figure but that's uh that's what i remember of it but um once she did finally get it Um, to be recognized as a national holiday, it became so commercialized so quickly in the American way that she started to protest against Mother's Day and the commercialization of it. So in the end, she was kind of anti-Mother's Day. But her name was also Ann Jarvis. Uh, So yeah, her daughter is the reason we have Mother's Day as we have it today. I guess not the reason, but... Her mother. Well, her mother was. Yeah, it was in honor of her mother. Mother's Day was going to be in honor of her And then the mother, and then the daughter made it to what... Changed it up, and then capitalism, capitalism kind of ruined it. Yeah. Enjoy your brunches tomorrow and your but buffets. But there's an interesting story from a West Virginia newspaper. Well, actually, it's from the uh, looks like a local news channel's website. Um, That's just funny, to West Virginia newspaper, right? But it's uh, <laughs> in Grafton, West Virginia, is where like the first Mother's Day celebration was for um, for Anne Marie Reeves Jarvis. Ann Jarvis's mother. So in the early 1900s, the first Mother's Day as we know it kind of celebration was had in Grafton, West Virginia. Okay. In honor of the first Ann Jarvis. And so now they have a celebration of that, and it's Mother's Day Day? And it's Mother's Day Day, yeah. But uh, I'll read this article because it is uh, quite different from what we just learned about Mother's Day and its (laughs) origin. Origins? Origins. 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 Getting my... Emphasis wrong. It's on the wrong syllable. <clears throat> Mother's Day is a great time to tell the mother figures in your life just how much they mean to you. But in West Virginia, Mother's Day has a special history because of the first ever Mother's Day celebration that took place in the Mountain State over a century ago. Ann Jarvis of Grafton wanted a celebration to honor her own mother, Anna Reeves Jarvis, who had passed away in 1905. After her mother's death, Anna began writing letters to the legislature 
legislature mm. asking that they dedicate the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. This effort by Anna is what gave her the title of the founder of Mother's Day. The first Mother's Day celebration took place on May 10th, 1908 in Taylor County. While other locations may have observed Mother's Day in some sort of fashion, it was Anna who got put on the calendar, and so she is credited as the founder. She worked with church officials at the Andrews Methodist Episcopal Church in Grafton to put together the celebration. The site of the Andrews Methodist Episcopal Church in Grafton is now marked as the International Mother's Day Shrine and is considered the birthplace of Mother's Day. According to the shrine's website, the landmark is no longer associated with any religion and, in, and instead is a symbol of appreciation for mothers everywhere. They show a little picture of the plaque there. Mother's Day was officially proclaim, proclaimed a holiday by President Woodrow Wilson in 1914. So I was a little off on that date. That's what you get for not having notes. It now takes place the second Sunday of every May, as we know. Many people associate Mother's Day with cards and flowers, but after the National Declaration, Jarvis kept her West Virginia fiery spirit on display and spent years of her life fighting to keep her and her mother's holiday from being commercialized. She <laughs> believed that florists, card makers, candy makers, and other businesses were taking advantage of her holiday to the point that she eventually tried to abolish Mother's Day. She fought for most of her life to have Mother's Day the way she envisioned it, and the toll the process took on her led to her eventually being checked into a sanitarium. Anna died in November of 1948. She had no children. To this day, the International Mother's Day Shrine stands at 11 East Main Street in Grafton, West Virginia, only one, uh, one of only 16 national historic landmarks in the state. So huh. There you go, West Virginia. But they don't mention at all what like her mother's Mother's Day actually was, or that her mother actually came up with the concept of a Mother's Day. And to me, it's like, well, that would be so easy. Like we were talking before we were recording about like if you're gonna report on something, like, <laughs> like I do very little research. I mean, I do research, but it's like it's very shallow some of the times, and it's right. like I did more than the person writing this article. About the thing that they're writing about. Right. It's like you guys, it didn't take much for me to get deeper on the subject. I mean, I go through and I spend maybe, you know, anywhere from an hour to two hours maybe. And I mean, like we've said, we start at Wikipedia and we definitely branch out. But it's a good starting point because you can click on things and it has links to other things. Or you can just open up another one and be like, hey, who is this? Right, exactly. And then that's how I found out more about the Puckwudgie. Right. So this one, I'm like, well, that's a fine article, sure. Like, it does definitely gives you part of the story, but it doesn't tell you, like, well, Mother's Day doesn't actually come from this. Well, like, it started once, and somebody yeah. did it, and now we do yeah, it. Yeah, like, they took out the whole anti-war, like, peace-loving part of it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but there's and, no money in that. Know, right, there's no money in that. But, I mean, there is money in Mother's Love, and so that's all right, yeah. I guess. But, you know, like, it's not all right. It is, and it isn't. But but I think, be, good, uh, be good to the people that you go around Besides your mother as well. Like, right. Yeah. When you go out in public for Mother's Day, why don't you treat everybody like you would your mother instead well, of being a, an asshole to everybody? Another thing about Mother's Day, I was told you I had some lists. Uh, well, I guess I can go to the list a little bit, actually. Yeah, you're good. Because it had some things on there that I'm like, huh, 19 facts about Mother's Day on townandcountrymagazine.com. At first, oh, I was... I'm definitely the, the site I go to for the most... <laughs> information town and country well when you google mother's day lists <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like here we go now you're, oh. on, now you're on a whole other list <laughs> right <laughs> number one is 
probably the lamest one. I hadn't actually gotten to read all 19, but number one is probably the most lamest one because Mother's Day isn't always on the same date each year. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like, I mean, most it's people on a know Sunday. this, right? I mean, it's on a Sunday, second Sunday. Of, well, it is on the know, same day every year. It's just not the, it's same, the same date. date yeah. Right, yeah. So, dum, dum. Wait, number two. Number two. It celebrates mothers. More calls are made on Mother's Day than any other day of the year. Reportedly, there are approximately 122 million calls on the second Sunday of May every year. Huh. Yeah. Number three, Mother's Day is the third highest selling holiday for flowers and plants. Not much surprising, I would guess. It doesn't tell me what the... Oh, wait. After Christmas and Hanukkah, more people buy flowers and plants for their moms on Mother's Day than any other holiday. Yeah. I mean, you know, so buying your mom a flower for Fourth of July right. or Halloween. Here's your Halloween bouquet, Mom. <laughs> and speaking of uh, <clears throat> journalists not giving it all to their story... Um, I failed to mention uh, number four. One of the earliest Mother's Day celebrations was in ancient Greece. <laughs> uh, the Greeks would have spring celebrations in honor of Rhea, the goddess of fertility, motherhood, and generation. So kind of a Mother's Day. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're trying to find an ancient Mother's Day, well, then that's it. Uh, like, but you're trying to but find But they did one. that, like, every spring Right. Anyway, like I it mean, was a different kind of celebration. They're celebrating a god yeah. or right. goddess. Exactly. Number five. Normally, Mother's Day is the busiest day of the year for restaurants. That one I didn't realize. Yeah, and it's terrible. Yeah, and that's what all the articles and things <clears throat> I found about it. According to a survey, but the Nash from the National Restaurant Association, in forty-eight percent of people. I don't know. Never mind. According to 48% of people made plans to go to a restaurant for Mother's Day. So like 48% yeah. of people. And then they complain like, because it's crowded. Yeah. And I guess and apparently. they server like shit. On Mother's Day, it's one of those days where people will make reservations at several different places because they don't know where their mom's going to want to go. And then they won't right. cancel the right. ones that they don't oh, go yeah. to. And so, they, yeah. they are super needy because they don't go out all the time. Right. Yeah. And I mean, certainly want, do something nice for your mom. They want right. everything to be perfect for mom. Right. Yeah. They can't, nothing could be wrong. Nothing could be out of place. And then they stiff the waiter and waitress. And then they give like one star Yelp review. They're assholes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this Just one is go, also take, interesting. Go hang out with your mom on another day. You know what I mean? I mean well, right. Yeah. We I mean, both live in the town where our moms live. So that makes, yeah. you know, it makes it a little bit easier. But it definitely makes it a little easier. <laughs> Yeah. I guarantee yeah. you that air, airplane tickets are more expensive right around now than they would be, you know, in September when you could go visit your mom. Right. You know, Very true. Or June or whatever. Yeah, I wonder how many people actually fly to go visit their mom on Mother's Day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, probably more than we would imagine. But number six. The moniker mom comes from babies. I did not know this either. First thing most babies can vocalize is the ma sound, which is why in almost every language the word for mother begins with the letter M or is in some iteration of the ma sound. So how about that? Number seven um, is my story. The history of American Mother's Day starts with Peacemaker and Jarvis. So, um... This one actually does do it justice. It says, During and following the Civil War, Ann Jarvis made a concerted effort to foster friendship and community between the mothers on both sides of the war. She started a committee in 1868 which established the first glimmer of today's holiday, Mother's Friendship Day. That was not in the articles I'd read. but MFD. 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 
um, we already knew so this. So that, that, that reporter went to the first page of Wikipedia? Yeah, they at least went to the first page and read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because number nine, Woodrow Wilson signed Mother's Day into law in 1914. I didn't even have that in my notes. That was his first year in office, I think. That's in, not even right. He was president in 19... Well, I mean, became president in 1915. Oh, uh, maybe I they think. got the... Uh, yeah, maybe they got the timing a little... I might be wrong. But, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I would... You know, because... Yeah, oh, I had different pre- reasons. 1913 was... To 1921 was his presidency. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Yeah, see, and you explained it for me. My question was like, man, I thought he was still president in 1920 and 21, but... Yeah, he's yeah, ended in he was. January yeah. 1921, okay, I guess. Yeah. Number 11, in 2022, over $31 billion was spent on Mother's Jeez. Day. You were just showing me that rice video. Like, how much rice oh, is yeah. that? Wow. On average, shoppers spend $245 on gifts for their mothers, according to the National Retail Federation. Sorry, Mom, I did not spend that much. <laughs> Sorry. But, Sorry. Yeah, you did Good text me. You and... My mom got her gift early because they just got home from their trip. And so, yeah, she got an orchid and a puzzle. She gets Spoiler. an orchid every Mother's Day. Well, she's already seen it. Oh. And certainly by the time she hears this, she will have seen it. Maybe she forgot. Now you spoiled it again. <laughs> well, if so, we may have other problems. Hmm. Number 12, the most popular gift for Mother's Day is the greeting card. Yeah. Probably could have. That doesn't surprise me. What a genius idea to come up with, like, writing some stuff and charging five bucks for it. Every Mother's Day, there are approximately 152 million Mother's Day cards sent. That's just just sent. Yeah, just sent. That doesn't mean, that doesn't even count the ones that are, you know, given to them in person. Right. Maybe that's just saying that's how many sold. And this one, I think thought was interesting 41 percent of americans plan to buy their mom jewelry like i didn't know that was really a thing to buy your mom jewelry only hemp necklaces right however flowers still remain the most popular yeah Yeah. um sorry go down the list here i love you i love you mom here's this thing that'll be dead in a week some countries still observe ancient festivals honoring mothers. In India, people celebrate Durga Puja, a festival that, yeah, me speaking other languages, a festival that pays homage to the mother goddess Durga. The festival is a 10-day event that takes place around September or October. Yeah. Hmm. So they're going with the whole other time of year for mamas. Yeah. Hmm. For mamas. Beauty salons and spas also get a Mother's Day boost. So a lot of moms yeah, getting uh, spa sense. treatments. Yeah, yeah people getting the, make gift, sense. the gift certificate to the, for the mom to go get a massage. And uh, number 19, the the last uh, bullet point in this list, I guess. Moms aren't the only ones getting Mother's Day love. The average American buys 2.8 Mother's Day cards, so most people are buying more than just one for their mom. Many people opt to buy Mother's Day cards for grandmothers, sisters, and their mother-in-law as well. More love for moms to go around. So there you go. And happy Mother's Day to my sister as well. and yeah, to uh, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms probably, uh, in the world. My mom. One of our biggest fans in Texas. She's she's a mama, and her birthday is today. Happy birthday! Nice. You know Happy who birthday. you are. Yeah. Yep. And I haven't even texted that to you today either, or gotten on Facebook. Happy birthday you. on the day so, that we're yeah. doing this. Happy birthday on the podcast. I've actually decided to wait, <laughs> so I didn't forget. But uh, yeah. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out right. there. Happy Mother's Day and, and the Happy grandmas birthday. and the great grandmas. 
and I guess just all the ladies. Yeah. I mean, you know. All the all the mamas in the house. Yeah. Say yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Anne-Marie Reeves Jarvis. All right. Well, we've found out some current and uncurrent events. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. and I mean, I did better than that West Virginia TV station did on their article anyway. I mean, I, it was a... F- Okay, it was written just fine, but it was like you left out good information. I mean, well, the Mother's Day was started by this person. We didn't look up her name, but right. we know it's that like, she was a she. It's like, well, her mom had the same name, whatever, same person. <laughs> yeah, mm. right. <laughs> the end. We got yeah. more stuff to do up in the woods. <laughs> so, yeah, happy Mother's right. Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Um, yeah, and thanks for checking out Intername Here. Uh, yeah. Thank you. We uh, we'll be back with some more crackers. Like, and stuff. What are we? A moment of silence. Is We're gonna what have we some are. crackers for yep. you soon. Got crackers coming for you. Uh, you know, check out previous episodes. Tell your friends and tell your moms. Yeah, yeah. Tell, check out some of those crackers episodes. There's some good ones out yeah, there too. Yeah, definitely. Um, hit us up at our email. Internamehere here podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. Uh, check out our uh, Facebook or Instagram. You get to see a great picture of we talked about in another oh, episode about yeah. Arnie and his undies. That's a wonderful picture. Um, Instagram, Intername Here Podcast, Facebook, Intername Here. Uh, go on organdonor.gov. Yep. Donate Give them your up. organs. Give them up. Your mama might need them. Mm, I love eyeballs. <laughs> eyeballs. Yep. That's what he, that's actually what I'm giving my mom for Mother's Day. It's a bag of <laughs> eyeballs. eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> she'll love it oh lord so yeah uh thanks for checking <laughs> us out and uh we'll see you on the next one bye y'all